I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello. Happy transfer deadline day, my friends, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talk Sport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Of course, you can check me out on Drive for the rest of your life from 4pm. And we begin today's show, podcast, call it what you want. Don't call it that, that's rude. With Jurgen Klippity Klopp's Liverpool beating Eddie Howe's Newcastle. Here's the reaction on TalkSport. Well, would you believe it? In the seventh, eighth minute of added time, only five were single. Liverpool have just scored... And it's Cavallio, the substitute, who's got it. All of your colleagues ask me now about it. That's why I mentioned it. Everybody asked me about it. It was just interrupted constantly for some reason. And that doesn't give you the momentum. Um, and also no chance to gain any kind of momentum. So in the end, um, I was really happy in a moment when we, when we got this last corner uh, in the 98th minute. And yeah, what Mo and Fabio made then of it was obviously absolutely outstanding. A wonderful goal. Perfect moment. That we scored in after 98 minutes, I thought, is the perfect response for everything what happened during the game. Really, at this moment, as I'm sat here, I, I've got no idea. It seemed like it, the, the final whistle was never coming from our perspective. But because it never came, we had to defend that situation better than we did. It's a cruel game. These things happen. So, yeah, hugely frustrated with that last action. Someone else needs to tell me whether it's, you know we should have still been playing. I don't know. On now to the sports bar. With Jason, the fun boy, I smash lights up in the studio because... Team got beat, Cundy and Jamie O'Hara. I don't know why you're phoning up moaning about clock. You should be moaning about the ref, Pete. No, no, playing two and a half minutes up? more. No, nothing to do with the ref. What do you mean? The ref, the ref, the blind. They scored in the 98th so, minute. Sorry, did the ref score? Yeah, sorry, they, did I miss that? Who they, scored? They gave five added minutes. Yeah. Nick Pope goes down for 30 seconds. He plays till the 98th minute. Right. The ball goes out for a corner. He should blow up. Why? But he's, he's allowed the corner to happen. There's a reason why you have added time. Yeah. And if it's five minutes, it's yeah. five minutes. No, no, no. It's a minimum of five minutes. The referee can add... He could. If the referee wants to still be playing now... It's why? His, that's, it, it's under his jurisdiction as to how much time he decides to play. No, no. you have added time, five minutes. Unless there's another sub or, you know, a long injury. Nick Pope went down for 30 seconds, got up, they carried on well, playing, maybe, played maybe, till the 90 minutes. Maybe Nick Pope was, was trying to create a little bit more of an injury and going down. Defend, well, you don't play an extra two and a half minutes. Defend the corner. Defend the corner. 
No, Newcastle got no one else to blame except themselves. I, I hate this. I hate this this blame culture about the referee and about this. Here's who you blame. You blame the defence at Newcastle and you blame the, you, you blame the players not dealing with a set piece. If it was the other way round... Big club mentality. It's a, it's, a, it's a big club getting what they used to get. Like Sir Alex Ferguson used to get it. Liverpool get it all the time. Clock time. Clock time. Here's now the reaction from Pep Guardiola Guardiola's Man City winning at home to Stevie Cooper's Forest. <coughs> Just like that. That's for the old ones. Where it is finished, Manchester City 6, Nottingham Forest nil. A masterclass from Erling Haaland in the first 45 minutes. A hat-trick within 26 minutes. He's second within a week. As much we play better, as much we, we play good, he'll have more chances to score goal. If we just believe, leave him alone, score, we have to do. But how good Jonathan's play, how good uh, Kyle played, how good Rodri and, and Bernardo and you know and everyone. So that helps to score goals. This is our target as a team, me as a manager, staff, our group of staff, to help the talent players, not just Erling, Julian, Kevin, uh, Riyadh, and you know, all the, the players we have up front had the opportunity to, to show his quality. And here's the fallout from... There's a lot of fallout, producer Tom, isn't there? Look, using the word fallout a lot, why is that? The budget issue. Oh, OK, we can't afford any more words. Anyway, this is from Mikel Arteta's Arsenal and their clash with Steven Gerrard, Gerrard's Villa. Full-time score, Arsenal 2, Aston Villa 1. Arsenal have equaled their best-ever start to a Premier League season. It's their fifth win in a row, and it's a very impressive display. Inside, I think it's pretty simple because, uh, obviously, we review everything that we do, the things that we are doing well, and while we are doing them well as well, the things that we have to improve, which is still a lot. And uh, and we know we are really hungry, but as well, I think we have to be really humble because it's five games, there is nothing done yet, and uh, everything is still to play. The first half our technical level was really low, we were working ever so hard to get the ball back and stay with Arsenal and we knew they'd come out really fast, they're in a good moment and we had to grind and, and do our best to stay in the game and work ever so hard out of possession but when we regained the ball we, we kept giving it back, our technical level across the board was, wasn't good enough so I said to the players that needs to improve, it did uh, dramatically, we were keeping the ball for, for large periods, we looked dangerous, we looked more threatening, we managed to get ourselves back in the game with a special bit of play and um, we're in a good place at that moment. But unfortunately, um, we go and concede a real poor goal from our point of view. The fundamentals of defending, we got wrong right across our back four. And um, we were made to pay for it. You're 19th, played five, got three points. And uh, it's not it's not looking good for them, Jase. They're having a tough time. They really are. And if you if you think about where they are right now and the fixtures they've got coming up, I've already made the point. They've got Man City at the weekend, right? Mm. Haaland will be looking for, an, for another ball, right? No one's ever scored three hat-tricks on the spin. If there is going to be a team you want to play against right now to get your third hat-trick on the spin, Villa is right at the top of your list, or certainly one of the two or three clubs. Then Villa play Leicester City. City play um, Man United tomorrow night. If they lose that, the hierarchy at Villa will start to really panic. And then they've got Southampton at home. You lose, you lose those next three games... I think it's very hard to make a case that Stevie keeps his job. And the points are deservedly shared, I think it's fair to say, in what has been an enthralling 
London derby encounter. Antonio Conte, a shake of the hand for David Moyes, and then he's straight down the tunnel. We could have, you know, well, let's be fair, we're playing against a team who's in really good form and playing well, so we're, we're not we're not questioning that. And things tonight might have gone a little bit. The penalty decision by VAR get chopped off, and we weren't in the game. I didn't feel in the opening first 10, 12 minutes. I don't know how long it was, but after that, I thought we, we gave as good as we got. And uh, in the end, you know, there was maybe some opportunities that we might have nicked the game at the end. Antonio, the referee was confused. I think everybody was confused in the stadium, really. Nobody could see what was going on. Do you think the Premier League is better off without VAR? For me, yes. For me, yes, because uh, if uh, these are the results, but uh, many times, many times, I see uh, that they call offside, that for me are onside. Sometimes they, they, they consider uh, an end, sometimes they consider... Uh, but it's, uh, I repeat, it's, uh, it's, the VAR is, uh, is really good, but also... Uh, you have to know that you have the time to make the best decision because if you with, with, with the time that you have uh, or you made uh, a big mistake like today or like uh, against Nottingham Forest it means that maybe you don't know the, the rules you understand mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe I have to think this but I repeat the referee was uh, has taken the, the best decision <laughs> and I said him eh? I said him yeah but you are taking the best decision then you have changed only because they called you but that was, uh, in my opinion, a strange situation. Bournemouth nil, Wolves nil, a hard-fought point for Bournemouth in their first game since Scott Parker was sacked as manager. But Wolves had more than enough opportunities to end their winless Premier League run, which is now extended to 12 matches. Now, Eric Ten Hag has been speaking ahead of Man United's clash with Leicester this evening. His ETH, or Etters, take on Ronaldo's position at the club with a few hours until the transfer window closes. Clear? Uh, of course. <laughs> but I just said, we, we need quality players. And you need more uh, to cover all the games, uh, to keep the consistency going. And that is what we strive for. So we, this squad, uh, we will go from, from September at till minimum January, but we will play with this quarter season. Now, it was an evening to forget for Chelsea on the South Coast as they lost their second game of the season, this time to Southampton. That was a couple of nights ago. We'll hear from former Blues defender Mario Melchior, but we begin with Daniel Murphy, or Danny, as he says to his friends, who thinks Chelsea aren't the finished product yet, so don't write them off. Unless, of course, the window closes and they sign no one else, then, of course, they are the finished article, so do write them off. First time that Chelsea have lost back-to-back Premier League away games since Frank Lampard was in situ. It's finished. Southampton 2, Chelsea 1. It'll help getting Fafana in. He's a terrific player. Koulibaly's taken a little while to settle, so he'll he'll obviously come in and help that. I think they'll go back to a three. I don't think they look as as compact when they play a four. He does tweak that at the moment. He's trying to find his best system. And of course, in the middle of the park, they've got some injuries. But I still don't think they're finished in the market. I still think there'll be one or two going in. And that's why we can sit here all day and talk about who's going to do what, who's going to go compete, who's going to go down. The market's still got a couple of... There's going to be some movement. And it wouldn't surprise me if Chelsea bring in a striker. When you lose a player like Rudiger, people were like really light on that situation. It doesn't matter and this and that. that, that. But guys, when you have somebody at the back that is quick, powerful, I'm sure I can guarantee you in the dressing room, he was a real captain. 
without an armband. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And Richard's been in touch. He said there was a Chelsea fan on earlier saying, I'm going to have a rant. And I thought about Crocodile Dundee and Andy Jacobs saying, that's not a rant. I was embarrassed, OK? And I'm going to go on a rant now. I'm going to go on a rant. I was embarrassed to see what I was watching. They're gutless, they're toothless, they're lazy. This is a rant. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, all I can say is, how long is it to the World Cup? <laughs> you can't wait for the... You're oh, counting yeah. down the days, It's not right? bad, is it? Your season's over after five games. It's tremendous. I think you're overreacting, Possibly, yeah. You've got some big signings well, coming in. The only thing is, we have lost two teams who I think will be in the bottom six in the relegation mix. So where does that leave Chelsea? I mean, I, I honestly, you know, I, it's so frustrating. I reckon that Roman Abramovich probably said, sent Todd Bowley a text last night saying, what are you waiting for? Yeah, get rid. Oh, get God. rid. He'll be given time. It's a long season. Yeah. But there are lots of problems. And I'm not a fan of people who blame other people when it's their responsibility. Yeah. Basically, the team don't look fit. They don't look as fit as the teams that we're playing not as energetic. Whose fault's that? That's Tuchel's fault. Why are you picking players who want to leave? Yeah. Why are you picking Ziyech? Why are you picking Pulisic? I've got a message for Pulisic. Billy Quetner. Oh, he signed a new deal, didn't he? He signed a new deal. Should never have been given a new deal. But I've got a message for Pulisic's dad. Basically, stop saying your son should be in the team. Have you seen him play, mate? He's dreadful. Honestly. <laughs> hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Now, today is, of course, a transfer deadline day, which will see footballers up and down the country go through rigorous medicals before they look to complete a move to a new club. But how would the average person get on? And what actually happens, I hear you say? Well, none of you have said that. But you can find out, of course, this morning on TalkSport Breakfast, as they have sent TalkSport reporter Sam Ellard, no relation to Wellard the dog, to League Two Swindon Town. Here's a short clip of Sam with Swindon's head of medical, 
Joe Booker Triolo. No relation to the mints. Both of them. It works. Google it. I'm now going to focus in on the hip flexors as well. So they're the muscles that are around the pelvis at the back. Now we're going to assess at the front. So if I come oh! in. Yeah. <laughs> groin's not having a good time. No. If I'm pressing. How old are you? That's really sore. How old are you? 26. It'll flip me, mate. I'm going to be brutally honest, my friend. This isn't looking great at all, is it? BMI's too high. <laughs> it's the politically correct term. Complete deconditioning throughout. Yes, not great. What does that mean? Basically means that you're not in very good nick, my friend. And so you probably wouldn't last 15 minutes of a game. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Anagol. See Drive Time Show at 4pm today alongside DB sneaker freak himself, Darren Penn. There will be a transfer deadline day talk sport daily special podcast out first thing in the morning. Basically another podcast. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.